Welcome, welcome again to another pop culture petri dish. I am one of your hosts, Abe Epperson, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Ramirez. Hey, man. Uh, hey. So this is the program where we talk about. I say program like I'm a <laughs> fucking old lady. Uh, this is uh, the podcast where we talk. About, we talk about uh, how science fiction and science fact meet, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we talking to de- about today, Christian? Today we are going to be covering Mega Cities. Yeah, you know, Judge Dredd is one of the big ones, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But also uh, Blade Runner, the city of Los Angeles and Blade Runner would count as a megacity. I mean, Los Angeles now is technically a megacity. A megacity is any city, any continuous urban development area with a population of more than 10 million people. So really, I mean, right now we have we currently have 32 megacities in total across the world. Uh, most of those are in Asia. Uh, we have a couple of them here in the United States, uh, Los Angeles and New York. And then, yeah, so that that's pretty much that concept taken to the sci-fi realm of like uh, Judge Dredd Megacity 1, where it's just miles and miles of people top, stacked on top of each other. Like just, tenement living style. Yeah, living really close together. And of course, like uh, Coruscant and Star Wars, just an entire planet that's a city, um, stuff like that. Well, so you mentioned Judge Dredd. I also mm-hmm. saw you had some examples. Metropolis, 1927 from Fritz Lang, one of the first movies that we got about that topic. Yeah. Um, Escape from New York. I like that one. Yeah. John Carpenter. I, I, I guess he has multiple because Escape from New York and yeah. L.A., I guess. Blade Runner. Judge Dredd, Danny Cannon. I don't know what Danny Cannon is. He's the one that, uh, he's the director of Judge Oh, Dredd. Judge Dredd. I see how you did yeah. it. Mega City One. That's the name of it. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of years ago. It was This was in 2016 in October. Um, a video came out that was supposed to be, I'm not sure if it was ever confirmed, but it was supposed to be uh, from the Pentagon talking about, uh, it was called, titled Mega City's Urban Future, The Emerging Complexity. And that was one that um, basically... The idea was that the Pentagon is analyzing the future of megacities and trying to analyze the threat of it. Um, and what it, what they were saying was, basically, in a megacity, which is more than 10 million people, if you have 1% of the population that doesn't want to cooperate, that's 100,000 people that are a potential rebel force or like uh, just criminal force or whatever it is. So it's almost impossible to police. It's one of the things where you have to either completely cordon off the area where the conflict is happening and just wait it out, or it's going to be intense fighting with lots of casualties on both sides within whatever area is fighting in the city at the time. And I mean, we have urban warfare. Uh, Modern urban warfare is some of the worst stuff. We have um, a lot of doctrine built around it, but none of it is prepared to handle populations of more than 10 million people being involved in a large urban area. Mm-hmm. So it was something that, I mean, it made, it makes sense. I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but it does make sense that the Pentagon would see it as a potential issue for the future, considering there are 32 mega cities on the planet right now. We have a lot of land though. Yeah, we do. So like, I feel like, because, okay, so there's 
tragedy of the commons as far as I understand that mm -hmm. uh, concept in environmentalist terms. You have a finite resource and yeah. like something that is like an infinite growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is so the tragedy of commons, let's say you have a lake and there's only so much fish, but then people start fishing and fishing and now there's no more fish. Right. It's a tragedy. Um, so mega cities would grow and grow and grow because that's how our population does. Yeah. Uh, Unless we get to like zero population growth, right? If we sure. just start off in kids, <laughs> you know, like, like, or we just, you know, have, um, you know, like Brave New World it or yeah. something like that. There's a lot of ways around that complex yeah. problem. Jonathan Swift has some <laughs> things to say. Um, but if we didn't do that, if we fell morally, we could not curtail people from having as many children as they wanted. And right. it, it didn't become like a legislation from like a global government uh, that is an unruly, very taxing to the mega cities themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, as you mentioned there, we mentioned a lot of different problems like food and sewage and stuff. And you mentioned crime. Yeah. That means we would have to have some new crazy technology yeah. or also have l fewer moral scruples about it. <laughs> so we would either have a judge yeah. dread situation where yep. they're now judge, jury and executioner or you'd have, and even that they talk about, like, it's still not doing nearly enough. Mm -hmm. Like, we get to, like, 8% of crime. You know? <laughs> what do you do with the other 92%? Just crime happens, yeah. you know? Like, so it's not even that effective of a deterrent right. uh, against crime. You know, criminal enforcement <laughs> is not an effective. So, or you do something like some crazy technology happens, like in mm -hmm. Minority Report, where yeah. it's like there's pre-crimes or pre-cogs or something like that. So... The reason I br brought up Tragedy of the Commons is that we have this infinite growth cycle. Right. And then also, like, if we choose for some weird reasons at this point that we need to find, we all need to live in L.A., <laughs> which is already a stupid place to live, uh, then that becomes the Tragedy of the Commons, right? Yeah. So, like, to me, it seems an obvious solution that, like, as more people are brought into the earth, like more people move to Siberia, more people move to the Midwest. Yeah. That's, you, know, you have to. That is, that's the most simple answer and like probably the best way to deal with it. The problem is that, um, a lot of people, I mean, the projected growth of cities right now is means that you know, by the year 2050, 70% of all the people in the world are going to live in a city, in an urban area. Why would they do that? <laughs> because there's more opportunities and stuff like that That's in the city. Jobs. There's Yeah. But I just feel like they would just go back to like, this is not like a village. This is also like a big city. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of jobs that can be outsourced. I don't know. What, what the fuck do I know? No, I, I, I think that that's there's actually really smart insight. cities. Yeah, because I do think that there's, rather than having everybody cram into a mega city, because one of the problems that that Pentagon video outlines is that it's, um, it's going to increase the wealth disparity. Mm -hmm. It's going to increase the, the rich will have even more in a mega city and the poor will have even less. So you imagine like this, this is a thing that's a theme in some of the Star Wars fiction about Coruscant is that the, the richest people are living in the high rises at the very top of everything and the poorest people live in the lower levels or even underground trying to kind of scrounge for whatever scraps that they can get. Yeah, I mean, there's technology can solve the problem, right? you know, but that's not a good way of 
anticipating and like, let's go forward and hope that we'll solve climate change in 10 years. Cause we've yeah. been doing that for a while, you know, yeah. I kind of see what Thanos is saying, you know, like I know it's, I know that's unpopular. I know it's unpopular, but uh, I mean, he's got a point. I mean, maybe not the universe cause who knows, yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> just, just often people left and right just like random though that there's something cool and collected about random uh but don't just off people i'm not advocating killing people for in the name of environmentalism uh but it's gonna happen anyway well and like part of the problem is oh that God. there are like very small percentages of people that are hoarding all the resources that we could use to make the environment better and that stuff is like a, that. That's true. It's not about food production. We have enough land and enough yep. crops and seeds and shit. We can for the most part feed everyone in the world. Yeah. At right now we're good. Mm -hmm. The problem is getting that food to the people. Mm -hmm. That is the main like doorstop. Yeah. You know? It's having people that are actually have access to locally grown food and stuff like that. So we don't waste half the food when we're shipping it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go bad. And then we have to just kind of sort through and give the what's left of the food to the people that need it. Like there's a lot of things that like, yeah, basically there are a lot of things that we can do to make our system better because we've already figured out how to mass produce meat in a way that is ridiculous. Like there's. Really there's effective. no way yeah <laughs> highly there's, effective there's no way that americans need to eat as much meat as they do currently and, and that's not me being like a weird <clears throat> pita person like i eat meat so i mean i understand that i probably eat too much meat mm -hmm. but i'm saying that just broadly like we you don't need to have an entire chicken every couple days mm -hmm. just because that's what you want to eat right. like we can eat more vegetables and stuff like that because the higher up you go on the food chain, the more expensive that is In to the rest of, water of the environment. And land and such. Considering like a climate like America, because I think America, you know, since we're like well known for a lot of land and building and yeah. higher in population and of course the most important metric, which is like quality of life. Yeah. Um, as we get closer to these more. Uh, current megacities getting bigger and also the formation of new uh, quote-unquote megacities, it could become very toxic very quickly. Yeah. Where, you know, we have megacities and we have megacities. <laughs> Expand on that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I'll be here all night. No, that's a terrible <laughs> joke. I should just quit podcasting. <laughs> this is my official... <laughs> resignation anybody need you for at least yeah two but more i mean today. like because like wouldn't that happen when you like a mega city like mega city one it's all a bunch of people but like you know like in the new one they had peach trees and it was mm -hmm. like the drug cartel took that shit over there would be a sense of tribalism yeah. over you know just kind of like kind of how sports happens mm -hmm. it's just like no i grew up on this block we have that now with like you know like where did you grow up well i was 408 that was my area code mm -hmm. 313 you know like yeah. so people know where you're coming from mm -hmm. and like what your how you lived kind of thing yeah um so with a if if it was a nicer mega city versus a shitty mega city mm -hmm. that got you know like that would only make it more of a brew station for these rebels that you're talking about yeah exactly um that that and that's one of the major things that that video tries to address is that because of the fact that there's going to be a larger amount of wealth disparity, it's going to give people that are willing to break the law more opportunities mm -hmm. because um, people are going to have a need that is not going to be able to be fulfilled 
by official channels. So they're going to go to people, whoever it is that can fulfill that need. It's the same thing as what the opioid problem in the United States is right now. People become addicted to opioids because doctors are prescribing them. And then once they can't afford those anymore, they go to heroin because Mm. that is the next best thing that they can do. And it's illegal, but... Well, what else are you going to do? You're going to either live in pain or you're going to feed the addiction that you mm. already have. And mm. of course, because it's one of the most powerful, powerfully addictive substances in the world, you're going to keep going after that addiction. Right. And that's just going to be on a larger scale when it comes to people not being able to eat because they can't afford the food that is being provided to them by, I don't know, exactly. Whole Foods of the future in Los yeah. Angeles. So Taco Bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it kind of is relevant with this mega city stuff is that as we have a bigger population and we cram them into things like the peach trees of the future, mm-hmm. you now have essentially the population of a small country, yeah. definitely of a state within yeah. like, a six mile radius. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, and as we take the kind of tacit belief that globalization is like the unifying, uh, you know, kind of like it becomes a hegemony. Like we are all citizens of earth and like these borders don't matter, man, Mm -hmm. because we got aliens, (laughs) which would be kind of great. You know, and a later topic (laughs) for us, I I am actually looking at, we're probably going to talk about it. Uh, but as the population grows, humanity's ability to like have a number of friends or people they're comfortable seeing does not extend more. So there may be more people on the earth, but it's not like back in the day when there was only 10,000 people on the earth, you know, we were like looking around and we're like, shit, I saw a new guy today. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't Steve or Barbara or, or Daniel. It was this other guy. They're like, that's fucking out. That's crazy. He's new. Uh, but now I walk outside and it's like, everyone is, you know, yeah, everyone's a a different person. Everyone has that, you know, um, everyone's experienced this. We're all people. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's what Dwight Schrute, uh, says like we need a plague uh (laughs) it's so when it comes down to it we're gonna be super desensitized to the otherness of people outside of our like group yeah like given our own limitations of our brain's ability to extend the olive branch towards new people because of the extensions of just like how our brain works we Mm -hmm. only can extend so far and it's like at a certain point becomes too much and it shuts down because the pattern can't be recognized right uh when that happens isn't it that population growth hurts the globalization of the uh, world? Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense because there is, um, I can't remember the study that they did, but apes are able to recognize X amount of people and humans are able to recognize. Like and, social circles. Yeah. Um, I think the last number that I heard was like 120 something people that you can have as that you consider a part of your actual like circle, like your extended familial circle does that mean like people you know the name of right or does that mean like people that you like know their parents names right that it's more of the people that you would consider like an extended family right that's about our max is a hundred and something people because i know like eight people eight (laughs) i want to say eight (laughs) so you've got more than a hundred that you can add to it potentially cool (laughs) so you're saying i got potential no no i see what you're saying i mean this has been popularized for years and they did a lot of studies about like how you interact on facebook like how many people do you actually keep in touch with Mm -hmm. uh because they have the data right and i do think that I think that there's probably an upper limit to the amount of people that we can consider part of our family, but 
I don't know if there's an upper limit to the amount of people that we can consider part of like our community as far as like a larger community. I don't know what that number is mm. because the internet is showing that we can, we are very capable. At least some people have the ability to consider like vast numbers of online communities that all consider themselves part of this this group of people. This is how I identify right. as far as like the gamer community or right. the, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I do think that we have a, a higher number than we probably think that we are capable of, but yeah, of course there's going to be the fact that when we don't recognize somebody that's actually there with us in person, when we're interacting with 10 million people in a six mile radius, mm -hmm. then there's going to be feelings of like strangerness and tribalism. And like, yeah, I don't, why is that person? I don't recognize this person. Why are they in my neighborhood? That already happens a lot. Now what movies and science fiction likes to dwell on is the technology aspect right. about how we can solve smaller problems. They may not seem small, like food and sewage and, you know, like crime, those are big problems yeah. because they they're but they they're they're not insurmountable. Right. They're, they're stuff. That's why we focus on them mm -hmm. as like pattern recognizers. Humans are like, well, we get better cops. Well, we get a better justice system. We get a better food disposal system. Mm -hmm. You know, we 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 just beat it with our gumption and mm -hmm. our technology. There's no amount of technology that can really solve our inability to look across the aisle and be like, that's not, that doesn't look like me. <laughs> yeah. And we're still getting over that problem. So yeah. how is globalization going to exist? So that's like a big problem. And the small problems is what I think science fiction movies, especially, because yeah. that's probably most of how most people consume science fiction yeah. through movies these days. Um, and there's a lot of smaller good books about it, but I don't know. They're, they're, they're not as like, for example, in uh fifth element mm -hmm. they they you know i guess it's technically blade runner they were just like there's too many cars how do we do the cars <laughs> and then they're just like guys i got it you put one car on top of the other car it's like what about lanes he's like you got y-axis lanes now we're crazy with this shit we got three-dimensional lanes and it's like this guy's a genius now you got your car problem solved right more or less um <laughs> Solving our hardware stuff that's programmed into yeah. us as humans is a much more until we get like problem. human 2.0 right. or like you know where everyone's a part of the collective. Yeah, you know? right now or the galactic ansible. Yeah, <laughs> right now we do have the ability to just with our current scientific technology, we can address most of the problems that people worried about a hundred years ago, as far as like you were talking about food mm -hmm. and infrastructure and stuff like that. We know how to handle these problems or we can figure it out pretty easily with the knowledge that we already have. The stuff that is going to run into our upper limits as far as what we are physically capable of because we are just hairless apes. Mm -hmm. That is the stuff for the future that human 2.0 is going to have to solve because yeah. we just don't have the capacity or some to other do it. thing that we don't even right. know. I think we should just all become computers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay uh, with that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you, you mentioned, what did you say again? You said that in 1980, there were five mega cities. Yeah. In 1980. So basically the population growth in, in cities over the last hundred years, um, or, projected to 2050 is in 1950 there were two in 1980 there were five and 2010 there were 20 
And now, just in the past seven years, there's 12 more on top of that. And so we're talking about that 10 million number yeah. people. At least 10 million people. The uh, Tokyo, Yokohama area is the largest. And that one has uh, 37.8 million people. Jesus. Yeah. And that's and, and like I said, megacity is defined as a continuous urban area. Continue, not necessarily like not like Manhattan versus L.A. Because right. then we have different like square foot exactly. areas. But I mean, it's just continuous. Yeah, I get that. Uh, because otherwise, it's comparing apples and oranges. And mm-hmm. also, yeah, you also got the um, coastline problem where yeah. it's like this infinite kind of. Yeah, and that's one of the issues of the future is that. There's a bunch of places that could merge into single megacities just through urban expansion, mm-hmm. um, and that would create like super megacities. I think in China, there's an area that's Shenzhen, um, Hong Kong, and one other city that they said could eventually merge into one megacity that would have end up having like the population, a population of over 100 million people, and between that one continuous urban area now if we get so many people in japan yeah are you worried about it sinking (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to do that uh yeah so we got all but like what's the environmental impact not on how is the environment going to help us but like so you know how in like um the human body which i know it's not a one-to-one parallel for human body if you binge drink versus if you just drink all the time yeah you know, they have different repercussions to the body and one is more dangerous than another. Right. Uh, is there any, have we done any studies where in a mega city would be more drastically more uh, disadvantageous than just having like, let's just spread everybody around, but let's hit that 15, you know, billion mark at right. the same date. Just no one's in, we're not overpopulating cities. Yeah. I, there haven't been any it's a big problem. Right. It's a big question. Yeah. Uh, there weren't any studies that I could find. Cause I think the mega city question in general has, I mean, it's a recent problem. It's only the 1950s that we had two in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think basically there are positives and negatives to mega cities. The positive, I mean, the negative part being that, yes, there's a bunch of people that are creating pollution and waste and and all that stuff mm-hmm. that would hurt the immediate environment around wherever they are. But I think one of the positive things about that is that it would also allow for, um, for us, whoever it was living in the megacity, to... I guess make legislation and pass initiatives and stuff like that that would make us able to live in a more clean way. Right, because you get bigger bang for your buck if you build it on a it's like the street grid of mm-hmm. Manhattan. It's just like it's a lot more efficient technically because we built it on a grid. Yeah. You know, it's not like London, yeah. you know, that piece of shit uh city <laughs> well, that the first just has mega city, I goes think. all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> Industrial Revolution. Um the yeah, because I, I was thinking about this because it's all contingent on, like, what technology. Like, for some reason, it's just mm-hmm. like, guys, we solved it. Sewage, it's not, never going to be a problem ever mm-hmm. again. They're like, awesome. So you're telling me 20, billion pe- or 20 million people and, like, sewage is taken every day. Every yeah. day. We clean it out. It's all good. Only problem, only runs in coal. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just the only small thing. They're like, really? We can't use electricity? Nope. For some reason, nope. You know, like, so obviously there can be exhaust and, you know, detrimental particulates that get into the, you know, health of the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, depending on these new technologies, which are kind of a 
variable yeah just like an x it's we can't tell they're the future the future us will tell Mm -hmm. us what that number is whatever that quotient is i've seen some interesting work happening in new york and tijuana Mm -hmm. goddamn i'm forgetting it's an artist and it's a i'll try to find it and put it in the notes if i can uh i think i want to call it like machine project or something like that but what it is is these guys who there's a part of the group that they design like low footprint like hotel kind of stuff oh cool yeah a lot of spaces that like uh, everything is green everything like it it looks and feels like a normal toilet but then it goes down to a like the the black water goes into the like disposal and it's treated like a like the little little houses use where it's Mm -hmm. like a um like it's a mulch based yeah uh, you know so they solve that there's waste and then water goes they have their own like basic like filtration system that desalinates the water and like brings in like water from the ocean and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so the only thing that they have a big footprint on is like power and they decided to make all the windows you know solar panels, yeah, solar panels. and like at the top there's like gardens and stuff yeah. like that uh and they made it so they made it not like a superstructure but like a kind of wide you know mile long mm-hmm. building kind of like a mall in america yeah where there's like a there's got you would never have to technically leave it's like think of a cruise ship that is actually healthy for healthier <laughs> for the planet right uh which is very easy and but make it a land cruise you know like there's yeah. no reason to leave you have all your shopping centers you have all your things mm-hmm. everything's automated yeah uh and everyone inside works with the building mm-hmm. so it's like a commune but it's like a larger commune yeah. so the only kind of premise is that we can solve these three or four technologies that we haven't solved and then people like sign up and are like down to do yeah. this because you kind of live like an auxiliary lifestyle yeah that's cool once again i think that they're going to start burning the American flag <laughs> and building their own flag because then they're going to be like, we're fucking better than everyone else. We fucking rule. We solved this shit when you didn't really solve anything. You just right. opted into a system that some genius created. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's, that's what I'm most like, if I want to lead us at anything, Abe is most scared of the limitations of humanity's sure. ability to solve overpopulation sure. dynamics. There's, I mean, there has been, um, even since the 1960s, I mean, check this have you ever been to disney world no i, I don't think i have okay so in uh, at disney world they have one of the parks is called epcot and epcot is walt disney's idea basically of a, a future city uh the epcot is an acronym that stands for experimental prototype community of tomorrow <laughs> and um so he's been he, he was thinking about this back in the 1960s and back like this is what he's been wanting to do after he got past like Disney making movies and stuff like that, he wanted to work on the cities of the future and to have, this is the, the transportation system. This is how it's going to work. And Epcot's actually really like cool kind of hippie ideal mm-hmm. thing because there's, it's a bunch of different countries are represented there. Yeah. Most people just go there to drink around the world. Yeah. And so you take a shot or a drink in each one of the different uh, countries yeah. that's represented. Except the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a joke for people to understand that Walt Disney was a famous anti-Semite. <laughs> Terrible, terrible anti-Semite. But he did want to have... Building the community (laughs) for tomorrow. (laughs) But yeah, so like these are... And even uh, we were talking about Metropolis. That's another one that that was an idea of a city of the future. And I think 
it's good that we've had that drive since we understood that mega cities and stuff like that were going to be a thing. Um, of course, there's obvious there's the Judge Dread version of it too, where it's just crime ridden and it's terrible. But I think that um, I mean, because currently there are cities like Portland that are really investing into green technology, and um, even where I in Long Beach, where I San live, San Francisco, yeah, yeah, uh, Long Beach is one that the they're trying to be the most green port in the world and have the fewest emissions and all that kind of stuff. So I think that because. I think that we are a good generation to start building that future that is going to be better for everyone else mm-hmm. rather than going towards the escape from New York future or the Judge Dredd future or any of that or even the Minority Report future where there's a pre-crime division and people get arrested for crimes they never committed. Mm-hmm. I think that we are better suited and more capable just in general to like making a better future. Cause we do, we already have an example of the Tokyo, Yokohama, um, mega city there. It's, they have one of the lowest crime rates in the world. It's one of the cleanest cities in the world. It's really, it's really just amazing what they've done. Um, and so I think, I think we can do it. I have some faith in us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just a matter of us like taking responsibility for it and going, yes, we don't want to live in judge dread. We want to live in Epcot. We want to live in a better place. I just want to know when I get my psychic slaves. (laughs) Minority report. Because the whole point of that is like, it's a highly effective system, but they're like down with the system. It is corruptible. I'm like, so even dash cams are, (laughs) you know, like they've just put things in front of it. (laughs) Normal cops aren't necessarily perfect either. Uh, But yeah, it's, I mean, you don't want to enslave three people to save millions. Do God you? forbid. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Everyone needs choice. That's the important thing. That's what we're leaving you with. Yeah. Choose your mega city well, everyone. Gargantua one's a great choice. I would go with that one. Sure. I'm going to space. <laughs> Anything else you want to leave us on this topic with? No, I think I think I've pretty much said everything that I want to say about mega cities. That's yeah. I, I think it's fascinating though. We're as humans we're so capable of living together as one kind of organism and all doing different jobs and doing different things to make things. And we can do that for the betterment of humanity or we can make everything worse for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Egalitarian Christian coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. I puked out all of my jokes. Um, so I guess I'll leave you with uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been our episode about mega cities, And uh, I think this is episode 10. Yeah. So congratulations on the hey, 10th episode. Hey, 10 episodes. Congratulations. Uh, we'll probably be seeing you or, I mean, that would be weird. <laughs> I guess you'll be hearing us in like two weeks. Thanks, everyone. Bye. This has been a Small Beans Endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!